My beloved brothers in Islam, Imam al-Bukhari rahimallahu ta'ala, in his sahih, he brings a hadith on the authority of Jabir radiyallahu anhu. An Jabir ibn Abdullahi radiyallahu anhu qal, Kana al-masjid masjid, مسكوفا على جذوع من نخل فكان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يقوم إلى جذع منها فلما سنع له المنبر وكان عليه الصلاة والسلام عليه فسمعنا لذلك الجذع صوتا كصوت العشار حتى جاء النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فوضع يده عليها فسكت جابر رضي الله عنه in narrates that the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم during the lifetime of rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم the roof of masjid nabawi it was built over trunks of date palms and these date palms were there as pillars for the masjid. And when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam delivered a sermon, he used to stand by one of those trunks till the pulpit was made for him. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, before the pulpit was made, he would stand and he would lean or he would use one of the trunks as a support. And then he or the companions narrate that we heard the trunk sending a sound like that of a pregnant she-camel until Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam came to it. He put his hand over it and then it became quiet. My beloved brothers in Islam, ponder over this hadith. 
a tree trunk starts to make a sound because Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam is not leaning against him anymore. That Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam is not using the strength for support anymore. An inanimate object, a tree trunk, and he starts to make a sound like that of a pregnant she-camel. Ya Abdullah, O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, ponder over this hadith. And one of the tabi'een, named by the name of Hassan, rahimallahu ta'ala, it is said, إِذَا حَدَّثَ بِهَذَا الْحَدِيثِ that when he would narrate this hadith, he would cry. When he would narrate this hadith, he would cry in such a way that his students would look at him. That the people would look at him. Why is this person crying so much? And then he would say, Ya ma'ashar al-Muslimin, O gathering of believers, if the tree trunk cried, and the tree trunk felt sad because it missed the presence of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then what about us? What about us, ya Abdullah? What about us, O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? My beloved brothers, we live in a time of great trials and tribulations. Last week, the Khatib, he spoke about the love for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He spoke about how we as an ummah can develop the love for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And today, bi-idhnillahi ta'ala, we're going to look at the opposite of this. Today, bi-idhnillahi ta'ala, we're going to look at some of the things that this ummah that we have been doing and that we have been neglecting with regards to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And sometimes you will find, my beloved brothers in Islam, that someone might say, why do you speak about the negatives? Why not just speak about something that is positive? Why not just speak about something that is good? And let us go back to what the poet says. He says, uh, and he starts off his poem by saying, Araftu Sharr. That the poet, he says, that knowing wrong or knowing something that is incorrect, that I am not knowing this because I would like to follow something that is wrong or something that is incorrect. But rather, we need to know what is incorrect so that we cannot fall into that trap. And the first point that I would like to highlight with regards to this ummah and neglecting the rights of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the lack of love that we have 
فو محمد صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم And this is a question that each and every one of us should be asking ourselves. Take some time out. Hasibu anfusakum. Take stock of yourselves. What is my love with regards to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Where does he fit in my life sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Where does the sunnah fit in my lifestyle, in the lifestyle of my children, in the lifestyle of my families? Is the sunnah all just about lip service? I love Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It's only on the mouth. Like one of our teachers, he says that some of the people, they only like the sweet sunnahs. Something that maybe it affects your heart or it needs to change your life, we forget about that sunnah. And we only focus on certain sunnah. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, فَوَالَّذِي نَفْسِي بِيَدِي لَا يُؤْمِنُ أَحَدُكُمْ حَتَّى أَكُونَ أَحَبَّ إِلَيْهِ مِنْ وَالِدِهِ وَوَلَدِهِ وَفِي رِوَايَةٍ حَتَّى أَكُونَ أَحَبَّ إِلَيْكَ مِنْ نَفْسِي the Prophet وسلم, he says, and he takes an oath by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he says that none of you will truly love, none of you will truly believe until I become more beloved to you than your children and your parents and your families and your own selves. Let us go back. When Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he asked Umar ibn Khattab, Amirul Mu'mineen al-Thani, when he asked Umar ibn Khattab, who do you love, O Umar? He says, I love myself. And this was Umar. You want to know the caliber of Umar? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, that if Umar radiyallahu anhu is walking down one path of the road and shaitan is walking on the opposite side, then shaitan makes a U-turn and goes the other way. This is Umar. So Umar says to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that I love myself. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam asks him again. He says, and I love myself. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he explains to Umar radiyallahu anhu that I need to be more beloved to you, O Umar. And when Umar radiallahu an agrees and he says that, O oh, Messenger of Allah, that you are more beloved to me, then what does Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tell Umar? Al-an Umar, al-an, now you have believed, O oh, Umar. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, Kul in kuntum tuhibboon Allah fattabi'uni yuhbibakum Allah wa yawfir lakum dhunubakum wallahu ghafurur rahim Kul say O Muhammad in kuntum tuhibboon Allah fattabi'uni That if you truly want to have the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fattabi'uni Then you need to follow Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Yuhbibakumullah And Allah himself will love you Wa yawfir lakum 
ذُنُوبَكُمْ And you will forgive your sins. وَاللَّهُ غَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ And know that Allah is of forgiving and of merciful. The second point is the neglecting of the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam by putting my opinion above the opinion of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this is a problem. Ya Abdullah, O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is a huge problem that the ummah is going through at the moment. That my opinion counts. These hadith, they are ancient. These hadith, they came more than 1400 years ago. What did a man, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what did he know in a desert? They just rode camels. So what did they know? Alhamdulillah, today, O slaves of Allah, I drive a car. We have planes in the sky. We have high buildings. We have the internet. So we are more intelligent. Don't tell us about these ahadith. Don't tell us about these fables. That was 1400 years ago. That was for that time. And listen to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Hujarat. Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu, O you who believe, لا ترفعوا أسواتكم فوق صوت النبي O you who believe do not raise your voices above the voice of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ولا تجهروا له بالقول and do not speak louder to him do not speak loud to him in talk as you speak loud to one another and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, What will happen? أَن تَحْبَطَ أَعْمَالُكُمْ وَأَنْتُمْ لَا تَشْعُرُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, That if you raise your voice, Imagine, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Do not speak louder than the Prophet So what about still putting my opinion? Above that of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In the time of Umar ibn Khattab radiyallahu anhu, this hadith is found in the sahih of Imam al-Bukhari rahimallahu ta'ala. You will find that two men, they are playing with pebbles in the masjid. They are throwing each other with pebbles and they start an argument, etc. Umar ibn Khattab radiyallahu anhu, he calls them. And he asks them, where are you from? So obviously they were people that Umar does not recognize. And they say that we are from the people of Ta'if. He said, had you been from the people of Medina, I would have flocked you. How do you play? How do you argue? In the masjid of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So think about this verse. I come 1400 years after the demise of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And I would like to put my opinion above the opinion of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That I know better. This is something to think about. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He ends that verse about raising your voice and He says, That your deeds may be rendered fruitless. 
Imagine. You make salah five times a day. You pay zakah. You fast in the month of Ramadan. Come on the day of Qiyamah. You stand in front of Allah Azza wa Jal as a muflis. As someone that has nothing. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us. The third point is that we as an ummah have not shown the respect to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and to the ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this is why you will find in today's times that you have groups known as the Qur'aniyun, groups known as Ahlul Qur'an, Munkirul Hadith, groups known as those that they only accept the Qur'an, groups that only accept the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala while they reject the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And know, my beloved brothers in Islam, they come in all forms and all sizes. Some of them, they reject hadith completely. Some of them reject a certain part of the hadith. Some of them reject certain hadith only. But what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say about Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? He says in Surah Al-Najm, وَمَا يَنْتِكُ عَنِ الْهَوَى إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا وَحْيٌ يُوحَى That he, O Muhammad, that he, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he did not speak out of his own accord, but we inspired him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he spoke. So it's no ordinary man, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He was khayrul bashar. He was khayrul anbiya. That when he spoke, the companions would sit. They would sit so quietly that a bird would come and sit on the heads. And the bird would not move. The scholars of the past, when they would teach the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they would wear the best of clothing. They would wear the best of perfumes. Because this is no ordinary words. This is the words of the best of creation. Muhammad ibn Abdullah salawatullahi wa salamuhu alayhi. I said at the beginning, take stock of yourselves. Hasibu anfusakum. How many of talks have we sat in? How many of hadith lessons have we sat in? But then we fidget with our feet. We fidget with our phones. We talk to the person next to us. Like I mentioned, this was the words of the best of creation. That the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they were willing, and not willing, but they sacrificed their lives for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this brings me to the next point. One of the greatest and the saddest things that this ummah is facing at the moment with regards to the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that we don't read and we don't study the seerah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
We will read the biography of this person. We will watch the life story of that person. We will spend hours watching YouTube videos. We will spend hours speaking and chatting on Facebook. Putting things on Instagram. Brother, sister, here's a book on the seerah of Rasulullah. I don't have time. Ya Abdullah, O slaves of Allah, you don't have time to study the book. You don't have time to study the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You should ask yourself. I have time for everything else. But when it comes to the lifestyle of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he was born, what he ate, how did he sleep, what impact did he have on the people of Makkah, how did he make hijrah? So you have a quiz and people can answer. But when you go into some detail of the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and then people start to keep quiet. And then this leads me to the next point. And one of the greatest issues that the ummah is facing with disrespecting Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and showing disrespect and disregard to the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and that is the issue and the concept of introducing matters into this religion that is not part of this religion known as or in the Arabic language as bid'ah the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he says فَمَنْ رَغِبَ عَنْ سُنَّتِي فَلَيْسَ مِنِّي فَمَنْ رَغِبَ عَنْ سُنَّتِي فَلَيْسَ مِنِّي that whosoever does not follow my sunnah, my lifestyle, فَلَيْسَ minni, then he is not from me. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, مَنْ عَمِلَ عَمَلًا لَيْسَ عَلَيْهِ أَمْرُنَا فَهُوَ رَدْ The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, that whosoever does an action, and this action is not part of ours, meaning it is not part of the sharia. So he comes on the 12th of Rabiul Awwal, or a week before that, or a week after that, and he starts to celebrate the birth of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. They start to sing nasheeds, they start to paint the masajid green, they start to put lights on the masajid. This is known as innovation. This is known as bid'ah. أَقُولُ هَذَا قَوْلُ وَاسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهِ لِي وَلَكُمْ وَلِسَارِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ مِنْ كُلِّ ذَنْبِ فَاسْتَغْفِرُوا إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ الحمد لله العظيم إحسان وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله وسلم عليه وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد أيها المؤمنون عباد الله اتقوا الله تعالى وراقبوا في السر وعلانية مراقبة من يعلم أن ربه يسمعه ويرى my beloved brothers in Islam, this brings me to the last point. And this is one of the rights that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he has on this ummah. And that is that each and every slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whether it is a male or whether it is a female, 
a young child or an old person. One of the rights of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam is that each and every Muslim sends salutations upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he mentions and he says in the hadith Al-Bakhil the person that is stingy Man dhukirtu indahu falam yusalli alayhi Rawahu Imam Ahmad The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he says that the stingy one is he who when he hears my name he does not send salutations upon me. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam in many a hadith, he says that the day of Friday is a day that we should be increasing in our salawat on Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Imamuna, our Imam, al-Shafi'i rahimallahu ta'ala, he says that I love to send salutations upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam in every time that I have but I increase this on the day of a Friday my beloved brothers in Islam هذا وصلوا وسلموا رحمكم الله على إمام المتقين محمد بن عبد الله كما أمركم الله بذلك في كتابه فقال إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا 